Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Welcome back to the Sean Hannity Show. I'm Greg Jarrett filling in for Sean. We have some uh, some breaking news uh, to tell you about this hour. Uh, it was just announced in a federal courtroom in New York that a jury has reached a verdict in the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Uh, longtime friend and associate and co-worker with Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, Maxwell is accused on six federal counts of sex trafficking of minors of recruiting and enticing and grooming uh, minors for sex. The jury has reached a verdict. We don't know what the verdict is. We cannot take you live to the courtroom because it's in federal court and uh, cameras are not allowed in federal courtrooms. Uh, There should be cameras, but uh, that is a longstanding rule that I hope one day changes. In the meantime, we're standing by for the verdict. We have people there. We'll let you know the verdict as soon as it is reached. In the meantime, uh, today was a grim milestone. The United States hit a seven-day average of 265,000 new COVID-19 cases. Uh, That is a record high since the pandemic began uh, in March of 2020. All of this, notwithstanding the repeated promises of Joe Biden that he would shut down the virus. Now he says, well, I never had a plan. There's no federal solution. Uh, You know, it is troubling when the president of the United States cannot fulfill a promise because people become angry about it. And Biden should have never made the promise, but he did it to get elected. You can imagine the conversation. People close to him must have said, you can't possibly fulfill that promise of shutting down the virus. Uh, And his reaction, I'm sure, was something like this. I don't care. If I have to lie all day long every day to get elected, I'll do it. So that's what he did. He peddled a lie teased by hope out of ignorance because Joe Biden is probably the most incompetent president in modern American history. Let's talk a little bit more uh, about the virus with Dr. Brian Tyson and Dr. George Fareed. They are authors of the upcoming book, Overcoming the COVID Darkness, How Two Doctors Successfully Treated 7,000 Patients. Uh, Doctors, thank you both for being with us. Dr. Tyson, let me begin with you. So it's a provocative title, Overcoming the COVID Darkness, uh, and how you successfully treated uh, 7,000 patients. How did you do it? Well, Jared, you know, thanks for having us on. And basically what we did was we looked at science. Uh, We looked at how do you treat other viruses? 
um, with our experience and George's experience in the HIV treatment world, um, we looked at, you know, common things that we can use to uh, inhibit viral replication. We use things to prevent uh, the inflammatory response in the cytokine storm. We use things that helped uh, oxygenation when patients became hypoxemic. Uh, we use agents to prevent blood clotting when we saw blood clotting was a problem. Um, so we did what normal doctors should be doing, which is treating symptoms and preventing uh, bad outcomes uh, that are being seen in the hospital. And we did that on the, the forefront. Let me uh, jump in here for just a moment. We have received word that Ghislaine Maxwell has been found guilty of five of the six counts against her uh, for sex trafficking of minors. Again, Ghislaine Maxwell, five counts guilty, one count not guilty. So certainly a success for federal prosecutors. Uh, we'll have more tonight on uh, Hannity on Fox News Channel. Let's get back, though, to um, our two doctor guests, authors of the upcoming book, Overcoming COVID Dark Darkness. Dr. Fareed, let me turn to you. Every indication, and, you know, it is alarming when you hit a record high of daily cases, but every indication is that Omicron, which seems to be uh, moving very rapidly, highly transmissible, uh, is milder hospitalizations are about nine times lower than other strains. Death is not as frequent. 40% of cases, maybe more, are asymptomatic. Um, is there a measure of overreaction, even hysteria, associated with, with Omicron? I would like to echo what Ryan stated in terms of how we've approached the pandemic, and we continue to approach it in the same way for Omicron. You just can't take it for granted, Greg. By the way, it's a distinct honor to be interviewed by you. You've inspired us to do our writing. Your writing is an exemplary model of how to get information across, and that's what we hope we've done in, in our book. And we um, have a lot of statistical information to support uh, the approach that we've taken that's been so successful. But you, you're, you're a tremendous role model, and uh, it's, I don't know Brian feels the same, that it's an honor to have a chance to say hello to you. But I'd like to just say that uh, there, there's overreaction or fear uh, that has been just uh, perpetuated in this pandemic uh, to uh, force certain things on the public, uh, make them think that they have to do something that may not be good for them. And uh, when you look at what can be done, this is a very treatable illness, as Brian said, and uh, Omicron is too, but you can't take it for granted. It's strong enough that it can still uh, tip people into the point where they need to be hospitalized. And we're, we're, we are seeing this surge that we, you were, uh, that was announced, uh, that's been, that you, you've, you've announced actually is the record-breaking number of cases. Uh, and I'm, I'm running back and forth from my clinic, my office out on the parking lot, uh, at, attending to also a huge number of, uh, of people that are frightened. And they need to be reassured. They need to know that this is a treatable illness, that we can give them our description of our protocols, our protocols with all the aspects that Brian mentioned, and they won't end up in the hospital. And that... Um, 
children do have an innate immunity. They're, they're, they really take it uh, as a mild infection. They rarely have any significant problem and need the treatment that the adults need. But um, I would say, to, in answer to your question uh, specifically, that uh, the, the, the Omicron is milder and less likely to progress into these other phases that Brian talked about uh, that uh, require going on an intubator, which we hope we, we don't see, but I, I still see that in the hospital, unfortunately. So the big message that didn't get out and we still are fighting for is that early treatment needs to be promoted and used with safe agents that are antiviral. And we'll have more, uh, as Brian was saying, monoclonal antibodies are useful, but now some of them, the two major ones, are not active against Omicron. It's so heavily mutated. And these mass vaccinations have generated the variants. So that's um, a long answer to your no, it's, question. And it's a Greg. great answer. And I, I so look forward to reading your book, Overcoming the COVID Darkness, because you know, we you. all want to overcome it. And and we need to know these successful treatments. And it's as you've pointed out, you, I mean, you have successfully treated, you know, 7,000 plus patients. And I, by the way, I do appreciate you're taking the time away from the patients who, you know, who are there waiting for you. Uh, but this is important to get the message out. Um, it really is. What I also worry about, and maybe, Dr. Tyson, you can address this, is, you know, there are all these studies that show the pandemic restrictions have had a crushing effect on mental health, especially among children, uh, you know, constantly wearing masks or being isolated, school closures, uh, kids being forced to eat outside in the cold, away from others, the lack of socialization. Uh, should that be a consideration, especially in reaction to a viral strain like Omicron that appears to be milder? Yeah, you know that's a, that's something that we've been pushing for uh, for well since the beginning of this pandemic. Uh, we knew that the kids were the lowest risk group from everyone, yet they seemed to be the most restricted, which to me never made any sense. Um, Mark McDonald, uh, who's a child psychologist, and he came out with the, with a book. Um, that that outlines a lot of what of what you've been saying, and it's very clear um, that the kids are being affected by it. Over three thousand kids lost their life to suicide last year. Three thousand. Uh, you compare that to not a one healthy child died from COVID nineteen. Um, there there were some COVID deaths. Yes, in uh, all of those uh, deaths had. Uh, two to three comorbidities, sick kids, but 3,000 life lost from, to suicide tells you the impact that the mental health has had on these uh, kids, especially the teenage uh, girls. Um, we've seen a huge dramatic increase in depression, anxiety. Um, the school-age kids, the, the, the high school kids seem to suffer uh, a lot more because they're at that time of adolescence and peer interaction, and things were taken away from them. Sports was taken away from them. School was taken away from them. Graduation, prom, homecoming, all of the things that they look forward to in their life as a teenager, learning how to assess relationships and develop relationships, leading into adulthood was all taken away from them. And so now it's more of a isolation and seclusion 
that's causing tremendous problems. Look at the fentanyl epidemic this year. You know, we've never seen we've never seen the drug abuse in teenagers like we've seen this last year. Well, why is that? Because kids weren't in school. Kids were homeschooled. Kids aren't aren't out being active and doing the things that they were supposed to do. Um, it's tragic. You know, uh, Dr. Fareed, Dr. Anthony Fauci has flip-flopped or been proving wrong on a host of different coronavirus measures and recommendations. Uh, you know, and he's the leading White House science advisor. He's changed positions or faced scientific data proving his stances are wrong. Uh, everything from mask wearing to the severity of the virus from asymptomatic spread to effective treatments for patients, among other things. What's your reaction to that? I'm dis dismayed, and we have been since the beginning, where he could have stood up and brought in people like uh, Peter McCullough and many others, and us included, to or, uh, formulate how to treat early and not um, let um, mass casualties take place. Uh, but that, that's just part of it. I'm on these other issues uh, that those are absolutely um not not appropriate to flip flop on on masking and um, and go into forcing uh, mandates for or encouraging mandates for vaccination, particularly for children that are so vulnerable if they um, are exposed to the spike protein of COVID nineteen, which is comes from these vaccines, these agents uh, that is toxic to the heart and toxic to other organs. Um, it's um, it's significant enough that it warrants, um, it, it doesn't uh, stand up in a risk-benefit analysis. Uh, and so that that's just part of um, all these things that uh, Fauci has been associated with that have been on the wrong side of the equation for resolving the pandemic. Yeah. Gentlemen, I want to thank you so very much, Dr. Brian Tyson, Dr. George Fareed. Uh, for taking the time away from your patients to talk to us about this vital subject. Your new book is coming out soon. It's entitled Overcoming the COVID Darkness, How Two Doctors Successfully Treated 7,000 Patients. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Appreciate it. Yes, really appreciate it. Again, the breaking news, Ghislaine Maxwell in federal court found guilty of five of six federal charges against her uh, involving the solicitation, the sex trafficking of minors. We're going to have more on that in just a moment. And we'll continue to talk about today's record, the most COVID cases in a single day uh, since the pandemic began. We'll be right back. Since 1973, over 64 million babies' lives have been taken through abortion. Now, preborn.com, they're dedicated to saving these precious lives, and they're using the science of 4D ultrasound to do it by offering free ultrasounds to any expecting mom. That changed my life, just from that ultrasound picture. Now, you see, when an expecting mother meets that precious baby inside her, they end up being more than twice as likely to choose life for that baby. Now, you can join them in this incredible effort of theirs, and that's rescuing babies' lives. One ultrasound, 28 bucks. Uh, for $140, you can sponsor five ultrasounds. And you know what? You might be saving five lives. 
You can donate securely by dialing pound 250 on your cell. Use the keyword baby, pound 250, keyword baby, or their website, preborn.com slash Sean. That's preborn.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. And unlike Planned Parenthood, they don't get a penny from the federal government. They rely on your generosity. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, and now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. You get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of the big carriers Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Uncary, making America green one Learjet liberal flight at a time. You just can't make this stuff up. Sean Hannity is on right now. WOR. Welcome back to the Sean Hannity Show. I'm Greg Jarrett. Uh, a jury in federal court has found British socialite Ghislaine Maxwell guilty on five of six counts of sex trafficking. She was Jeffrey Epstein's uh, madam who recruited, trained women uh, between 1994 and 2004 when they were teenagers. Again, guilty on five of six counts. Jury had deliberated for a full five days, six in total. The AP reports that Maxwell, as the verdict was being read, showed no reaction behind a black mask. She stood with her hands folded as the jury filed out. She glanced at her siblings as she was then let out from the courtroom, otherwise stoic. She could face up to 70 years behind bars. We'll have more in just a moment. And your phone calls. I'm Greg Jarrett, in for Sean Hannity. And welcome back to the Sean Hannity Show. I'm Greg Jarrett, filling in for Sean today. Be sure to give us a call. We're taking your phone calls this half hour, 1-800-941-SEAN. That's 1-800-941-7326. My Twitter handle is at Greg Jarrett. That's G-R-E-G-G-J-A-R-R-E-T-T. And also, go to my website for my columns, my podcasts. It's thegregjarrett.com. Well, the breaking news that happened just a few minutes ago is that British socialite Ghislaine Maxwell was convicted of luring teenage girls to be sexually abused by the American millionaire Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, this was a verdict that capped a month-long trial in federal court, sorted accounts of the ex exploitation, sexual exploitation, of girls as young as 14 years of age, told by four women who had the courage to take the witness stand and describe being abused as teenagers in the 1990s and early 2000s at Jeffrey Epstein's palatial homes in Florida, New York, in New Mexico. Uh, and the jurors deliberated for five days, really six, five and a half, 
Uh, Maxwell was stoic as the verdict was read and then led away by uh, the deputies in the court. She faces a likelihood of, of years in prison, probably the rest of her life. Uh, but it's an outcome that was long sought by the women who had spent years fighting first in civil court to hold Maxwell and Epstein accountable for recruiting and grooming teenage victims and joining in on the sexual abuse. Uh, you know, the prosecutor called Ghislaine Maxwell a, a sophisticated predator who committed horrifying crimes. The jurors believed it. They didn't believe the defense argument that she was nothing more than a scapegoat for Epstein. And so I think the maximum on these counts would be roughly 70 years. Um, we'll have to wait and see what the judge does. In the meantime, we've been talking about uh, today's grim milestone, um, the most COVID cases in a day since the pandemic began in earnest in March of 2020. I want to go to our, our phone lines because Mark joins us from Washington. And Mark, thanks very much for holding on. You've been there for a while. Uh, how are you? I'm good, Greg. Thank you. So what do you think about this? Well, my, my thought process is this. Do you remember that, I don't know, about a month ago, Biden went on the air and said that the reason why that there was a spike is because of the non-vaccinated. He right. said that. And now it's amazing how the narrative had changed because all these professional sports teams are now canceling, changing, postponing, and 98% of them have been vaccinated, but yet they're getting it. Right. It's amazing to me how there's no breakthrough cases anymore that changed that narrative. Now everything has changed to where. So what? Yeah, no, the point is sort of like, what was the point of getting vaccinated? Right. If you're going to if you're still going to get infected, I, I suppose to some extent it's that it it prevents you from death or hospitalization at a greater percentage than being unvaccinated, except I note what the courts have discovered, and, and I'll quote here uh, from one of the judges uh, who consider the case of Joe Biden's mandatory federal vaccine mandate. Quote, the government's own data reveal that the death rate for unvaccinated people between the ages of 18 and 29 is roughly equivalent to that of vaccinated persons between 50 and 64. And and so the judge went on to argue that OSHA and Biden uh, were obligated by law to consider more tailored approaches. Look, I I have always argued against the business closures, the mandatory lockdowns that began back in March of 2020. And I wrote several columns about it saying it's wrong that, you know, it's not only a violation of individual rights and some constitutional rights, but the solution is far worse uh, than the problem. And we now recognize that 
uh, because, you know, you've got Biden saying there's going to be no closures and lockdowns anymore. You've got, you know, the governor of New York, hardest hit, mayor of New York City, hardest hit, no closures. No, we're not going to do that again. Well, they learned their lesson. Uh, you know, I, I, I would like to sort of say, I told you so, but, you know, frankly, anybody with a brain knew not to trust people like Anthony Fauci. Um, and so, you know, I find it so confounding now that everybody agrees it's a given that lockdowns and closures are wrong. Um, and, you know, I, I think of Sweden. Sweden didn't do that. And as a consequence, they have had, as a percentage of population, a far lower rate of COVID deaths and hospitalization than the United States because they didn't do what uh, mayors and governors wrongfully did beginning back in March of 2020. The other, thank you very much for calling, Mark, and for holding for so long. I really appreciate it. The other thing we've been talking about is Joe Biden's incompetence. And most Americans have come to realize this, that their president is incompetent. He's inept. He's not capable. Uh, and the polling data shows that, that voters have buyer's remorse. They regret putting Joe Biden in the Oval Office. Uh, close to 60% disapprove of Joe Biden, a scant 40% approve, some polls have him down to 38% and dropping. So in the course of a year, Clueless Joe has managed to mangle just about everything. And we've been talking about it, the record inflation. You know, Americans are now paying an average of $3,500 more because of inflation. Some of it's at the gas pump, soaring prices, $4, $5. Joe said, oh, it's transitory. It's only temporary. It'll be fine. It ain't fine, Joe. Spiraling crime, the border crisis. He put Kamala Harris in charge. Bad move. You don't uh, put a crisis uh, in the hands of somebody who's more incompetent and dumber than you are. Uh, the Afghanistan debacle, that, that was historic embarrassment. And, of course, now the pandemic surge. He, I mean, this is a guy who promised to shut down the virus. Um, he was lying, or he, he was completely stupid if he thought he could do that. And he hasn't done it. And people are angry. And it's reflected in the polling data. Let me get back to our uh, phone line. Nick joins us from Arizona. Hi, Nick. How are you? I'm doing good, Greg, and you're doing a great job. Thank you. I just have a quick comment to make. Uh, you know, us average Americans can look at what's going on with Biden and figure out that he's incompetent for the, for the job. And I'm assuming that most of the politicians uh, can do the same thing. And I'm just curious, why are the Republicans not crying out for his resignation already? <laughs> Some Democrats who are probably aware that he's incompetent. Yeah, I mean, look, Joe Biden has been a fixture for 50 years in Washington, D.C., and he ain't going until the voters push him out. Um, it's as simple as that. Uh, absent mm -hmm. some disqualifying, you know, scandal. Um, and, and, you know, look, being 
an incompetent fool is bad, uh, but you know it's not enough to remove him except at the ballot box. And of course, he's got another three years left on his term. Um, and you know, he's of course talking about running again. <laughs> He'll be eighty-two years old. I mean, given his yeah. adult brain. I'm not sure he can actually finish the rest of his first term, but he's got to say that. Otherwise, he's a lame duck, and he won't get anything done. Uh, and, of course, he... I he agree more. I mean, he already, uh, you know, totally embarrassed himself in the way he handled his $5 trillion uh, socialist entitlement uh, program that, that failed. And, and now you got Chuck Schumer. God bless him. He's going to put it on the floor for a vote anyway. Which is, which is only going to make it worse uh, for some of those Democrat senators who are in purple states, and you know it it's going to kill them in their reelection bid. But you know, Schumer doesn't know any better because he ain't bright either. Uh, and you know he's got AOC nipping at his heels, so he's got to do what she says, and she wants a vote. So Schumer, you know. Schumer may be the majority leader in the U.S. Senate, but it's really uh, Ocasio-Cortez. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate it. Let's go to our next caller. Uh, Victor joins us from Maryland. Hi, Victor. Hi, uh, Greg. I got a question for you. I got an idea how to drain the swamp. (laughs) Why don't we just, for example, let's put the Energy Department uh, down in Texas. Uh, We could put the uh, Interior Department in Wyoming and figure out where the other cabinets can go. Just break it up and uh, force these people to live where they don't want to live. Yeah, no kidding. Hey, you know what? Uh, I don't oppose such an idea. The, same, the problem is that you'd still have the same knuckleheads at the helm of those departments that Joe Biden appointed. Right. And and these people are so uh, clueless themselves that Health and Human Services, Becerra, I mean, that guy, he doesn't know what day it is. I mean, he hasn't shown up at any of the meetings uh, over COVID. And, you know, he's the secretary of Health and Human Services, for goodness sakes. I mean, geez, Biden you know, engaged in identity politics when he selected a lot of these people. That you know, that's all you had to check a box, uh, and you know, as, as a consequence, you've got people who are incapable of doing the job properly. So you can move them to Texas, or you can move them, you know, to the Midwest somewhere, um, but they'll just hide out and still be, uh, you know, the nitwits that they are. I mean, it's as simple as that. Victor uh, from Maryland, thank you very much. Appreciate the phone call. Let's go to New Hampshire. Mike is standing by. Hi, Mike. How are you? Good evening, Greg. How are you? I'm well. Thank you. Good. I just have a a quick suggestion for you. Uh, I'm glad to see the Republicans are starting to take some seats back. But what I'd really like to see is something like what Newt did, which is a pledge to Americans. Great idea. Great idea. Those candidates and the present uh, sitting Congress put pen to paper and promised the American people that those people like Fauci, uh, Schiff, Clinton, Comey, that when we get power back, we will hold them accountable to the fullest extent of the law for the corruption that they've done. 
I love the idea. Um, you know, in addition to that, you know, holding those people accountable. And, you know, my goodness, I wrote two books about it, both New York Times bestseller, uh, The Russia Hoax and Witch Hunt. I'm all for that. Uh, but they also need to sign on a commitment uh, for real solutions to the border. Uh, to the uh, soaring gas prices, uh, the rampant crime, uh, the inflation. You know, I got news for you. Biden's idea of spending $5 trillion, did he attend a, a class, you know, Econ 101? $5 trillion in the economy is inflationary. That's basic fundamental economics. But Clueless Joe has no idea. I'm Greg Jarrett filling in for Sean Hannity. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more of your phone calls. 1-800-941-7326. Welcome back to the Sean Hannity Show. I'm Greg Jarrett. We're wrapping it up. You know, Americans should feel like Howard uh, Beale in the movie Network. We're mad as hell and we're not going to take it anymore. And they should be mad at Joe Biden for his utter stupidity and incompetence with the soaring gas prices record inflation crime running rampant the border crisis supply shortages the pandemic surge the afghanistan debacle his embarrassing legislative failure on his socialist spending bill five trillion dollars of your money let's be mad at hell let's say we're not going to take it anymore thanks for listening i'm greg jarrett in for Sean Hannity. Hey, Sean Hannity here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, well, instinct, that might drive you to reach for a lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of using deadly force. Now, enter the Burner Less Lethal Pistol Launcher. It is equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo. It can incapacitate any attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states. It requires no background checks, and it can be shipped right to your door. Go to their website, byrna.com slash Hannity right now, and you'll get 10% off.